how y'all doing? This is Hank Smith with From the Gut Podcast, episode number eight. This is uh, part two of episode number seven. Um, <clears throat> we ended that episode with To Be Continued, so here we are. We're going to continue this episode. Um, again, I'm Hank Smith with From the Gut Podcast, and first and foremost, I'd like to thank my great spirit for allowing me another day to... Um, have conversations with you guys and live one more day on this planet and hopefully help a few people along the way. Um, let's go into the flute of the day. There you have it. <clears throat> Flute of the day. And I like to get a little water refreshment. Ah, yeah, that's good stuff. Good for the spirit, good for the soul, good for the body. Alrighty, so here we are. Um, we got to go into our thanks for the sponsorships. Um, let's start with the always first, the mojohomesteadfl.com. That's M-O-J-O-H-O-M-E-S-T-E-A-D-F-L dot com. Okay, next in line would be the Rode NT-USB mini mic on loan. And I'm really sick of saying on loan, so I'm going to have to either get a confirmation from these people or I'm just going to send it back um, or pay for it. You know, I have those options. I can do any one of the three. Also, the uh, AKG K92 headphones, cheap model, um, gifted to me by AKG. Um, they were gracious enough to pass these on. They're about $50 headphones, $49. Um, so it would probably cost them finally five, ten, fifteen, who knows. Uh, next is the AKG 214 condenser mic, which is recording the audio for the podcast version of this um, uh, audio for the video and the podcast. So the Rode NT USB Mini is recording the audio for the video footage. Um, last but not least is the Zoom PodTrack P4, which I purchased this, but I am in a current conversation it's not a negotiation yet but we're in a conversation of them sending me the uh, zoom podcast eight so more would be revealed um i like this zoom four because there's four mic inputs actually xlr mic inputs which is really sweet and there's four mic preamps and also, there is a cell phone input, so you can plug your cell phone right into it and take callers, and which is really super cool. So we'll get to one of those callers eventually. 
Um, and then there's also an um, a USB audio input on channel four where you can like plug a computer and have more sound bites and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so down at the bottom is four headphone jacks with four independent headphone controls. So it's really cool. You could set up a table with four um, people on the podcast and, and, um, or, three with a phone caller or two with a phone caller, you know, in variation numbers. So it's a pretty exciting little piece of equipment. Um, again, I'm, you know, just kind of uh, pre-nudging the Zoom sponsorship to, you know, see what happens on uh, what, what goes down with that. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I'm excited about all this stuff, you know. And there's other items here that, um, you know, the lights. I got some cool lights here. Uh, I got uh, some cabling, just different things, you know. It's not really sponsorship, but you can tell in the background, obviously, I've talked about this all the time, is Zoe Moon Studios. A lot of very expensive gear here, and we're running through none of it. This literally is going from the AKG into the Zoom P4 right into the computer. And then the other video aspect is the Rode Mini Mic USB right into a USB jack of the computer, recording the audio for the video of this. <coughs> Excuse me. So, long story short, it's a very simple setup. What I have is two lights. As a matter of fact, let me, uh, let's turn this other light on so we get a little more view on that side of the room so I'm not one-sided, lopsided, lighted up. Um, so, uh, I always like to talk about how I am today, what, like what's going on in my brain, what's going on in my mind. Um, the day is going, uh, regular day. I like regular days. There's, uh, um, a friend of mine loves to say, I hope your travels are uneventful. Um, that to me is, um, when I, when I first heard it, I thought, well, that's, that's not very uplifting, but it actually is because no events means it's just a regular basic day, which I welcome those way way welcome those so you know it means nothing good nothing bad which i mean is good and or it's bad i don't know how you look at it but the, the idea here is that today is a good day and i'm going to do good in it and we will shine some uh some good love and and uh spirit out to the people who need it so that's the point of this podcast from the gut podcast is all that shit that's in your gut and you want to get it out and we want to talk about it we want to we want to um, reach people and reach um, an, an audience who, who um, you know, is into this language. So, again, I always like to talk about if this is if you come across this podcast or this video and it's not your language. I mean, just simply fucking go away. I mean, it, it's that simple. We don't have to argue about points of view, and you know, the um, the place for that is uh, actually on the podcast. But I, you know, we we would more will be revealed on that. But, you know, the reality here is it's a good day. So I always like to ask also, how are you doing? So if you're on the video down below, leave, leave a comment. Tell me how you're doing. And if something in this, I would like to know specific time in the video of something that, that um, you know, moves you in, in, you know, a useful or unuseful way. Just, um, just leave comments down below and, and we'll see what we could do about getting back to that. Also, if you're on the podcast... 
And you obviously can't leave a comment on the podcast, but you can email me. And that email is hanksmith904 at gmail.com. Again, hanksmith904 at gmail.com. Um, look forward to hearing from you in that aspect also. So um, the continuation of uh, the um, episode 7 um, was, was, um, was, you know, we talked a lot about the, um, I'm going to use show notes again on this, the, uh, soul retrieval and, and how we, um, uh, get deeper into figuring out how to, um, those pieces of our soul that's, that's doing fragmented and, and, you know, bring those back into, to a useful, uh, category in our, in our timeline. So, um, <clears throat> the one thing that, uh, hits me really hard through all this is, um, it's a disbanding of the ego. The ego is, um, a lot of people, you know, say, will say like, uh, easing God out or, um, enjoying glorious overlooks or, uh, um, uh, shit, I forgot that one. Um, enjoying glorious outlooks that's it um um to to have a, a glorious outlook on things but you know there's two there's a flip side to the ego there's it's a coin it's two sides um one of the uh things about ego is uh it will beat us up when we're feeling good and when we're feeling down it'll it'll tell us we're better it'll, you know it'll it kind of gets into the the uh, communicative part of the um, spirit and says to you, "Hey, um, you know, you're you're uh, you're you're beautiful when you feel like shit, you know, or when you feel good and life is awesome. Your ego will kick in and be like, man, you're just a worthless piece of shit. Don't even try to, don't try to continue this, you know. <clears throat> the ego builds you up into fucking Superman and then drops you in a bucket of piss, you know. It's uh." It's false. It's a false sense of some sort of um, uh, way that we vision ourselves or view the 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 surroundings of our life and and how we can manifest a, um, a a more stronger, powerful way of breaking through our walls instead of you know um, kind of taking them down brick by brick. Or it will all you know it, it will all go in a in a, in a category that, that gets pushed around and, and uh, off to the side. I and mean, it's, ah, the ego says, ah, you, you don't need to deal with that. You're a badass. And when time comes to, um, you know, some important part of your life, uh, it gets disrupted by the ego because it starts to tell you that, that uh, things are not the way they are. It, it, it'll, it'll trick you. It's the trickery. In the native culture, it's the... Uh, the, the coyote, which is the trickster, and the ego is definitely the coyote within. And, you know, also in the Native community, we talk a lot about, um, you know, there's two wolves, and, and which one grows is the one you feed. And the ego always tells you to feed the wolf that serves you not. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the soul loss is a, is a gift of desperation, and you know the to recognize 
this gift to record. A lot of people get clean under the the terms of the gift of desperation, and what that really means is is that we've had so much pain and anguish and and dismantled spirit that um, we get to the point where it's really important for us to realign and renegotiate with ourselves about how we want to be treated in our life. And I feel that the gifts of desperation is the first um, action that happens in a long list of things that, that, you know, creates a, um, um, an unfractured existence, you know, with our spirit and our soul. And, and again, I'll, I'll say if you're not into spirits and souls and just think of it as your intellect, that your intellect has been fractured and, you know, the communication line between the, your, your mind and your brain has some sort of a barrier spot, you know, and I always talk about the, the defrag folders like the computer that we would, you know, and back in the old days, you went in and physically did the defrag. And I, I think now I don't, I'm not a computer guy, but I haven't had to do that in a very long time. So I'm wondering if maybe somebody can comment down below or something or, or uh, email me and, and uh, is it something built in this software now that just uh, there's an automatic defrag or something? I don't know. But anyway, long story short, the the uh, gift of desperation is really nice. You know, it's a, it's like a shield um, when your uh, ego starts to coddle you. And, and, you know, it's, oh, you're going to be fine. You're just, just, just dust yourself off. You'll be fine. And which, you know, there's two ways to look at this. <clears throat> we could look at it as the ego saying, oh, you're going to be fine, man. Just get up and go handle shit, you know, and, and, and you just do that. But the idea is that the ego kind of lies to you and tells you it's all going to be okay. But when the reality is, is until we get to the bottom of that, deep, dark pool I like to talk about. Um, when we get down in there and start sifting up some shit, you know, things get pretty rough. Things get, um, especially if, if your trauma has, you know, I'm not saying some people's trauma is worse than others, but there's been some real fucked up shit. You know, army, or, you know, military veterans who've seen some real destruction. Um, you know, that, that uh, the symptoms they have are, are deep rooted, very deep rooted, you know, and there's a high level of suicide rate amongst, you know, soldiers coming home from war. And another extremely high, the highest rate is amongst uh, um, American Indians on uh, native reservations um, because their trauma is, you know, around 500 years old that, you know, they experienced forced on upon them by, you know, an entity that was outside of their control. Um, so when we talk about, you know, the, um, the ego coddling us and, it, and, and, and our fragment soul, um, it, it starts to say things like, um, we're going to fix this, we'll, 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 but don't worry about it today. It, you know, just trickery shit like that. So um, the inner turmoil that I've felt over the years, it's just this very painful, very, um, you know, ah, shit, like, a, like, a, um, almost I can feel it 
physically, and I'm not talking about like being sick or my bones ache or, I mean, and that is all factors in it, that there, there are factors of that. But I'm talking about like when somebody breaks your heart or you're extremely disappointed in somebody and that you get that gut feeling, you know, and, and, um, that gut feeling is a, a little bit more sickness settling in and that gut feeling that, you know, that hurtful gut feeling, um, it, it's hard to repair those things. You know, when somebody says, man, I had a gut feeling about that. Well, it, what it is, is those fragmented parts of your spirit or your soul or your intellect over there in that folder yelling at you going, Hey man, watch out. We've been through this before. Or do you remember that time? Or do you remember that person that did that to you? Or, you know, remember when you did that to that person? Do you want to do that again? Do you want to go through that shit again? So this is not all about what people did to us, okay? This is about us being son of a bitch fuckers that go out and hurt people and, and do dirty shit. And, and um, you know, at the time, either writing it off and, and or, or literally our morals are just so twisted. We just say, ah, fuck that guy, you know? It, it's about getting to the bottom of, of repairing things. You know, a, a flat tire is there's a fucking hole in the tire, whether you put it there or somebody else put it there or, or you um, neglected it until it just decayed or did you buy a defective product? I mean, it doesn't matter. The fact is still a fucking hole in the tire and it must be repaired and you can't repair part of the hole. You can't just put a patch over a piece of the hole and expect it to hold air. You know, you have to repair the whole damage. And, you know, fortunately a tire is pretty damn easy to fix or replace, but your spirit or your intellect is, is a, um, it, it took a long time to damage it. Let's put it that way. And a long time it's going to take to, to repair it. it, at least mend it. You know, some things, aren't meant to be fixed. Some things are meant to be um, repaired and and uh, some things are meant to just just you know let it go. So um, that's a that's a funny I somehow acquired this cup from some friends of mine and and it says let that shit go. And what that really means is just to fucking take your hands out of it if if it's uh, if it's meant to be, you know, I talked a little bit about making amends to people and other episodes about how you can make amends. And, you know, you don't have to work the 12 steps to make amends to people, you know, it's there, but there is a process to making amends. You know, if you hurt someone really bad and to even, you know, go to them and, and, and it's going to cause more damage, um, you have to be in a position to, um, accept the rejection of that amend or you have to be in the position for them to just literally say, go fuck yourself. Um, that actually happened to me when I made an amends way too early. It wasn't time. I wasn't ready to mentally and spiritually and, and uh, even physically deal with it because it, 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 it was painful to go through that again. And then I made the amends in a way that was just fucking thoughtless. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of emotional uh, spirit in there. It was just, it was a, a horrible, horrifying way of dealing with something. And I, I didn't have the tools and the mentality to deal with it the right way. So um, luckily though, luckily that person quickly 
um, wrapped her head around the, the theory of what I was doing and, you know, made a, a call and reached out to me again and said, hey, you know, I was um, sorry about the reaction there, but, you know, that feeling you had is what I had for 10 years, you know, the, of that. I felt that for 10 years. And it does help that you, you know, tried to make amends, but it, it didn't take away what happened. So, you know, long story short, amends are touchy, touchy subjects, you know, very tricky situation, you know. Um, so the, um, when we look at our life, we, we hope, I, I know for me, I, again, I, I can only say my experiences, I hope that there's purpose, okay? And I hope that there's many purposes, not just a purpose. Like, you know, people always say, what's your purpose in life? I don't, I don't think that's useful because if you had just one purpose in life, I, I don't see that as a very, very um, exciting or full or, you know, whatever um, expanded life. But guess what? If, if that's your gig, you know, that's it. There, I was watching um, a documentary on on these guys in, in the monasteries in, in China. And this one man had been doing this thing for 70 years where he would rake the sand in the garden. And there was an entry gate and an exit gate that went up to the, the monastery. And, and a monastery, sorry, monas, monas, monas something, whatever the fucking building's called, you get it. Uh, but you had to walk through that gate across the sand to get into that building. And you had to walk out the gate or out the building over to the other gate to get out. It was like a circular kind of thing. And he would start raking and he would get 15, 20 rows in. And somebody would walk through the sand and he would go back to the beginning. He wouldn't walk over there and rake the footprint away. He would start back at the beginning and start raking the garden again. And some days were better than others. Some days he would get almost to the end and then somebody would come across with a footprint. So you got to remember, he didn't fix the problem. He started back at the beginning and started over. Um, it's kind of hard to do that with your brain or your spirit or your mentality or your intellect or any other thing connected to the mind, body, and spirit. It's hard to just start over. I mean, we say that, well, we'll just start over. Like, bullshit. It doesn't start over. We continue. We continue to move on the on a timeline that we're in. And if we decide to move to a different timeline, we are allowed to hang on to the thoughts of the old timeline. You know, I was called out today by my wife on, you know, hey, just because you said something to me in a different timeline doesn't mean you didn't fucking say it to me. So, ooh, touche. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, thanks, wifey, for that shit. Um, you know, when we're handed our ass, it doesn't necessarily make us feel better. But, you know, the, uh, the ideal situation was that I learned a lesson and I expanded my thoughts. So, again, things are lessons, even if they feel bad. Um, just like the fragmented parts of our spirit, our soul, or our intellect that, that we're dealing with here, that we're, this whole concept is, you know, we, we are allowed to go in, pick a piece up, bring it out, you know, like, like mining for gold. You, you go down in the mine, 
you dig up a little piece, you bring it out, you lay it on a table and you start to, you know, weigh it, clean it, look at it, you know, and, 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 it, and, uh, um, place its value on it, you know, like what, what is this piece of gold worth? So like we're soul mining. All right. Um, we go in, we, we take, we get a little piece of the, the fragment, you know, and, and try to, you know, talk it back into coming back over and, you know, the ego always plays a part in trying to fucking destroy that. Um, uh, you don't need that. that. That's worthless information. You know, that's just going to hurt you even worse. So the idea is to get it back over on the table and give it value. So when you say this piece of gold, which is a replacement word for, you know, the, the fragment itself, that portion of it, you bring it back and then you get to place the value on it. Like what exactly happened here. Remember I talked in the last episode about how your mind, body, and spirit are the first to fragment. They, they, they separate. Your mind is no longer in sync with your body. Your body is no longer in sync with your spirit. Your spirit is no longer in sync with your mind. So your mind, body, and spirit dissect away from the nucleus. And remember we called it Trinity. And Trinity, I'm not talking about the religious, you know, uh, whatever whatever terms you want to use in that, you've, but I'm talking about mind, the human mind, the human body, and the spirit that came here to to live inside this meat sack we live in. So when those break down, it's hard enough to even get them to come back together. So we got to make sure we come back together and try to get centered before we go bring this um, undetermined sized chunk of fucking gold back over and lay it on the table and place value on it. Okay. Because we can't place value on it. If only our spirits looking at it, we can't place value on it. If only our mind is thinking about it, we can't place value if our body rejects it. So we have to somehow come back to some sort of balance and bring these small fragments back one tiny little piece at a time. So the way this has been working for me and working with my shaman is to take a tiny little thing. You think it's minute, but the spirit does not gauge how heavy something affected it. It just gauges the effect and then it grabs a hold of a couple other fucking effects and drags it with it. And, and now it's over there. Or it's over there, I know, wherever your fragment box is. For some reason, I keep pointing to my right. Um, so uh, maybe it's all in this this side of the the my cranium up here somewhere stored in a. You, know, you could maybe push a button right there and open my skull, and and there's a video screen of all the fucked up shit that's been fragmented. So, um, but anyway, to get those little pieces back in place in order to place value on it, we have to know what it is. We have to know exactly what fragment that was. And sometimes we got to dig a little deeper than, oh, my daddy hurt me, or my, uh, my husband beat me, or that person died, or I was raped or molested or, or whatever, whatever. I mean, those are some brutal, brutal shit, okay? Everybody's got their their thing that happened to them. And if you didn't, great, more power to you. 
you're probably one of the ones that would hear these types of videos and say, ah, that's all bullshit. It's okay to live on the surface. It's okay. It's okay to live up there on the surface and not have to go down in deep, deep, deep down in. You know, and I'm a firm believer that the, the thing that's wrong with this planet is not only did we stop communicating with each other and becoming really close and having that human contact, we don't even fucking do it with ourselves anymore. We don't even place value on our own lives anymore. It, the suicide rate is through the fucking roof. The self-harm rate is immaculate. It's unbelievable how fucking large that community of people is that mutilate themselves in, in some way, shape, or form. You know, I mean, here's a tip. If you want to self-harm your body, go get fucking tattoos, man. Go get a piercing. Fuck, I don't know. Don't harm yourself, though. It's, it's not cool. Um... So these fragments that we talk about trying to bring back over here and lay on that table and, and, and you know, evaluate it and place, place a value on it. We have to say what value it is and what useful information we will get by digging up this shit, okay? And I'm not a fan of just digging up bones, and leave them laying there. Like there, you have to dig up a bone and put it in a category, you know. Like these, um, what do you call them? Anthropologists will go and dig up a fucking skeleton, and and they'll dust around it with all the bones in place. And if it had been mangled before it, they found it, then they'll try some way to put it all back into place to where it makes sense. And and those bones, or even a fucking skeleton that's been dead for ten thousand years. They try to put it back in place in order to make sense of it all. So, you know, go deep inside and uh, see if you can find one of those fragments. You know, there's another thing here that says um, the, the, uh, the, the more bricks we add to our wall of shame, the more anguish we feel. You know, so some of these things that happened to us were not our fault. And some were. But the shame that comes behind that, because I felt shame for things I've done and things that were done to me. You know, I've, I've felt shame from both sides. And one of the tricky parts of this is, is the shame is powerful enough to control if we're willing to dig deeper into the subject of the fragment itself and the pieces of that. So there's shame that... That either you know it it, it will it will um, stifle any good thing we have. Okay, shame is ego food. Okay, ego will fucking chew on shame like a fucking pit bull chews on a bag of meat. It is just it's it's like shame is such an ego fucking boost, man. And remember, ego's not all about, look at me, I'm tough, I'm fucking cool. It's also that one that says, go sit in the bedroom by yourself because you're a worthless, fat piece of shit. You see, that is fucking ego also. And the ego is a trickster. It, it is literally that coyote that the natives talk about how we need to learn that that trickster's going to tell us things that make us feel like we're doing better when really we're we're horrible. It's you know we gotta find a way to to get a little bit of that um that uh, 
that chi out of the situation that we've we've made bad or we've we, that happened to us and it went bad. So we gotta we gotta find a way to to get some of that mojo back out of it, you know, and bring it back home. So, um, the desolation of our spirit blocks our ability to feel joy or anything resembling happiness. So you know the. The desolation is when our soul starts to decrepit and just get get you know um, dissolving and and it starts more fractured, more fractured, more fractured. Because the longer we stay fractured, the more fractures happen. It's not like an event happened, we fractured a little bit, and then that's the only one over there. It's like the PTSD, uh, uh, post traumatic uh, stress disorder, where where we keep reliving that and it and and some of the things that's happened to me every time i relive it it fractures a little more if i'm not willing to go and get it and bring it out of the gold mine and lay on the table and go through this cleaning process where i can dust it off because some of them's been there a very long time and i'm of the mindset that maybe we drug some of that shit from another lifetime and and it's here inside of this spirit and this um, you know, existence we're in now, this timeline, and and it's placed a bunch of that shit up there too, you know. Um, I've had meditations where I've seen visions that I've never on this timeline seen with my eyes or heard with my ears. And I've seen visions of things, you know. And again, if you're not a spirit soul kind of person, um, and you're an intellect kind of guy and you don't believe in a God or is the spirits and anything like that, that's okay. The fragments that you will experience are, you know, your intellect starts to get chipped away a little bit at a time. And, and as that chipping begins, a, a big chunk will fall. And then all of a sudden you got this fucking hole in your intellects. Like every time you try to fill that up, it's, we talk of the spirit people talk about that hole in the gut. You know, we need to fill that up. We need to fill that hole in the gut. And, you know, I'm very, very, very excited about how how easy it is to drag a piece out of this defrag folder, but how hard it is to dust it off and place value on it and align the mind, body, and spirit around it because if we don't align the mind, body, and spirit around it, it, there's not much of a chance it's going to become useful to us. We won't be able to place it back in the place where it belongs. You know, when I was younger, I read this book called Healing the Child Within. And that book said a lot to me on a personal level because, you know, in, in, uh, in most... Um, psychological circles, they talk about how when you, when you experience your first trauma is where that little piece of the spirit said, well, I'm out of here. I'm going to go hide over here. And then the intellectual mind said, well, you go do that, but I'm going to stay here and protect what's left. And so you have two entities working against each other um, that, that, you know, the ideal situation is to get them back on track and work as one, you know, to be aligned, you know, like the, the alignment that we seek when we, we try to align our chakras. And this is part of that chakra alignment system where 
you know, our third eye says, uh, well, fuck, man, you know, to our heart, it says, fuck, man, and to our, you know, uh, all the other chakras that all just say, fuck, man, like, what are we going to do? Like, we got to, we got to align this shit. So when we talk about aligning the mind, the body and the spirit is aligning those chakras, you know, to, to get things back in order. And, you know, I'm really, really, really excited about, um, you know, after, after we start to realize that this, uh, the dissolvement of these pieces of fragments that, that, that like fall away. It's like the, our, our spirit glue like comes apart right there. And this piece goes over there and, and, um, you know, but I, I really wanted, wanted to look at, um, what, what it takes to, to start living a life and realign those mind, body, and spirit into where something that appears to be, you know, some sort of a useful, uh, to resemble a, a, a life that is uh, filled with happiness and joy and, and, you know, and to feel freedom. And, you know, the worst place to be is in our own prison. I mean, it's so easy to walk in a cell and lock it and just hold the key. And we always have the key. The key is right there. It's in your hands. No one else can hold your key to freedom unless you're in fucking prison. And there are many, many stories where people became free in prison. They became free. That's where they became free. And they learned what freedom really is. And, you know, again, that's one of those um, situations where we, we have to go through things like that sometimes to even align in the mind, the body, and the spirit. You know, I talked about and then the last episode about having the, the brain injury where my, my sinus got infected because of the colon disease I have, the, the blood kind of went septic and I developed this sinus infection that the infection got so bad so fast it reached my brain and it started swelling my brain. And before that experience, a conversation with my father was not of this world, not in this lifetime was not going to happen. It was not going to happen. I've said for 35 years, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. No way or the motherfucking beast that you are that did that kind of damage to me and my family and my siblings and my and, and anybody else he came in contact with. That motherfucker don't deserve a voice in my life. That voice in my head was enough. It never went away. And I have the story to tell you why I know that. Um, so I went into the hospital with that, stayed there almost a month, and had been written off in the hospital. They were sending me to the exiting ward at the University of Florida's um, hospital at, at UF, um, which is basically inner hospital hospice where we can't do shit with this guy. We don't know what to do. And my son had already signed all the paperwork, you know, for power of attorney and all and but some miraculous little doctor came through and said, I, I can fix this, but you have to sign this piece of paper because we might kill you trying to fix it. And that, you know, my son said, hey, you know, shit, he's already fucking dead anyway. You might as well go for it. Um, and it actually worked. So that was one of those times where um, that situation helped, you know, by taking that risk. And, um, you know, so the story is after... After I woke up from that operation, there was a, a period of about two weeks where I was in and out and flatlining and they had to, you know, keep me going and, and, and giving me these medications to keep my brain alive while 
giving me medications to keep me from uh, feeling the pain, you know, that I was feeling. So the pain that I was feeling was um, um, very, very unlike this plane that we live on, like the, the your head splitting open does not feel good. So um, the story is, is right when I woke up from that operation, I told my daughter, um, I need to talk to my dad. And where it came from, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but I didn't even know where to reach out and find him, you know. So about a month after I was home, I was going through this physical therapy because after all that, I couldn't feed myself. My, my hand wouldn't come up to connect to my mouth, like my brain and my, my uh, intellect and my spirit my body was there it was you talking about a fucking unconnected trinity like it it was so bad like nothing was working but i get a phone call and the guy said uh is this hank smith i said yep and he said uh do you know who this is and i said yep you're my dad he said how would you know that and i said uh well i'll never forget the voice because that voice hurt me. And he said, oh, are you going to hang up on me? I said, no. I'm open-minded to a phone call. And it's crazy how the law of attraction, as I spoke that, it began to work. And within 30 days, this fucking guy's on the phone, right? I, I, I never reached out to him. I never called anybody else about, about talking about that except my daughter. And she definitely didn't call him. So um, it was one of those things. It was just in the cards. And the deck had been dealt. So I told him, um, I'm on my way right now. I'm going to go get in my car right now. And I'm going to drive to Mississippi where you are. And I'm we're going to have a conversation. He said, are you okay with that? And I said, yeah, I think it's time we talk. We should We should sit down and talk. So I drove straight there. I got there about midnight, and he had already um, got us a hotel room. And uh, this, you know, he's in a bed, bedridden. He couldn't couldn't really get out of it. He had like a little wheelchair. He was cruising around in, but um, he definitely wasn't moving very fast. He was old, old. I mean, very old. Not not age wise old, but like he literally was one of those old men that was crumpled down like this, and and uh, you know couldn't lift his head and he had to look across like I'm doing right now at the screen. I'm actually looking right at the screen. It's kind of creepy. But um, that was his condition. And I was able to take that phone call because of what happened to me in the hospital. Like that's why that happened. It happened to me because I needed to go to another timeline another plane, another plateau, another, um, what, whatever you want to, a dimension, fucking name it, you name, put your name on it. I don't care. But I reached that many, many times. And one of the things that I came back with was talk to your dad. And because I had been carrying that, you know, earlier I talked about how I had to make amends to him also. And I, in the fucking eight years of my life that I was with him, I never harmed him in any way, shape or form. But the, the, you know, 
um, years after that, I had nothing good to say. And someone would say something and I would fucking pop off so fast, man, fuck that piece of shit. Oh, my dad's a dick. Somebody would say something about their dad and not even ask me about, man, I would be like, well, well it's a good thing. Cause my dad's a real fucking asshole. Fuck that guy. He's a, he's a fucking murder or a, not a murder. I've got to take that back. A rape. I don't know. Fuck who knows. Um, what, he did in his life. That's his story, not mine, but you know, fucking definitely molesting and beating on people and, and his kids and his wife and threw my mom through a fucking plate glass window. And, and, uh, you know, that's a story for another day, but the, the things he did, he made amends to me, you know, in that process. So, um, if, if we want to talk about how we can resemble any sort of happiness, things like that have to happen. They, things of that nature, you know, and the sad part is, is I'm not sure I would have ever forgiven him if he would have never called me, you know, um, what, what my take on it is, is the universe was asked by me through some sort of a astral plane projection where I, you know, left the body, went out and had discussions with these you know, we, my ancestors or, or somebody that, that got through to him in a way to where he contacted me and we, we, you know, and I actually, maybe it's, you know, my two laws, if I don't go where I'm not invited and I never stay five minutes longer than I feel welcome. Well, both of these were violated because I invited myself there, but he did accept my invite. And I never felt welcome there until days later, or maybe two or three trips down there to Mississippi is when I started to feel welcome because there was other factors, the the other wife, all her kids. And I, you know, man, there's a big story coming one day about what happened the day he died, you know, and that's a whole fucking other ball game right there. Um, it might have been the final betrayal in my eyes from him and, you know, it, and I'm pretty sure it was to make other people happy. So, but anyway, long story, some other day. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to talk about the, 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 anything that resembles happiness. Let's, let's, let's end this, um, episode, uh, seven and eight on a really good note about what happiness looks like, you know, and, and, um, I live happiness daily. And sometimes, um, I think in the beginning of this podcast, episode seven, I talked about how when I first got clean, about 25 to 27 days were, were bad. And then I would have a couple good days. And, and then I would go through it all over again. And then eventually there was 25 bad days and five good days. And then there was 23 bad days and seven good days until it, until it, you know, somehow balanced in the middle. And then there was 15 good days and 15 bad days. Now I have the, the battery scenario where the battery is half positive, half negative. Okay. A battery cannot survive on positive alone. It cannot survive on negative alone. It has to create the reoccurring uh, juices flowing through that battery. And um, I feel that we are like that. And that, you know, when those days start to end up being 15 good days and 15 bad days, dude, those are 15 blessings and then 15 lessons coming. 
So it actually is, you know, a balance there where you, you know, but the ideal situation and to find a, you know, a reoccurring happiness is to find where I did get to the point where, you know, there'd be 28 good days and a couple bad days. And they weren't necessarily bad. They just weren't useful because, you know, if you've heard me talk about good and bad versus useful and unuseful, I like to use the term useful and unuseful because some things that are bad for me aren't bad for you. And some things that are good for you aren't good for me. So um, so I like to talk about how the days started to outweigh, you know, the useful days started to outweigh the, the non-useful days. And I'm not sure there's any non-useful day. If we're pushing pushing daisies, then that ain't good. We're fucking dead and the flowers are growing. But if we have any way to breathe air and oxygen on this planet, we can make changes to our life. That That's it. If we're fucking, you know, if, if we have any intellect left, okay, that I think we could draw the line there. If there's any intellect left and there's any spirit left, enough to connect to the brain and tell the body to make a move, we can make life better, you know. But I definitely um, have lived a very prosperous life, not money. Um, I've lived a lot of prosperity when it comes to money, but I was also willing to work my ass off for it. You know, people are like, how did you make, you know, all that money? It's like, fuck, dude, I, I, made, I created um, um, situations where, where um, an offer was made, rather by me or someone else. And the offer was, you know, an, an opportunity. And an opportunity, sometimes opportunities are the wolf or the uh, coyote making a, uh, you know, let's see if he's going to stick to what he said he was going to do, because we're going to offer him that shit over there. And you go over there to start fucking with, now you let that sit there and stagnate. That's how the trickery of the, the coyote comes into play. And all of us have the coyote within. We all have a coyote within. There, there's, there's a trickery inside of all of us. And it's the thing that makes us want to be with someone who abuses us. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, make a decision to not be abused. And then the coyote has to go back in the little foxhole, you know, and, and live over there in, in the bushes waiting till you become weak again to come and try to trick you into uh, living another shitty day because that is exactly what the coyote does. But I definitely have enjoyed this podcast and this is uh, podcast number eight and I want to talk about the sponsorship again. Let's go back into the sponsorship, mojohomesteadfl.com. Go check that out. That's a website about our farm and how we live in a, on an on a off-grid farm in Florida. Um, the Road NT USB Mini Mic is on loan. They got, you know, hopefully they'll get it together or I'll either purchase it or send it back. But I do like it. It's the audio being recorded on this video right now. And then there's the AKG K92 headphones really nice. I've sat here for hours on end with these headphones on and I really like them. They're uh, good. Of course, I run a recording studio. I have three, four and five hundred dollar headphones. Uh, you know what? These I'm not going to say even compare, but they are um, useful as far as audio and comfort of fit. And they don't feel like they're weighting my head down or pushing my eardrums in. There's enough room inside of there for my ears. 
to fit without pushing on my ears because that cartilage starts to get heavy over time, you know. Um, and also the uh, um, AKG 214 condenser microphone, which is the audio for the actual um, audio feed for the podcast, not the video. And then there's the Zoom PodTrack P4 recorder that if you're going to do a podcast or anything, you know what? I can even say this. If you want to record four microphone inputs at a time, say you're a guitar player and you sing and there's a bass player or you got a drum set set up and you want to do the old um, Glenn Johns recording way of recording John Bonham with Led Zeppelin with four microphones. If you listen to the first three records, it's that's four microphones. And, um, you know, people are, are they have good things about it, or bad things to say about it. But anyway, this thing is capable of recording four inputs at one time. And it also has four headphone inputs where you can plug in four headphones with four headphone knobs. And for the people who haven't seen it and they come in late, this is it. It's, it's a pretty basic little device, not too large. And uh, it feels comfortable to use, and it's very functional, and it and it um, works well. So anyway, um, again, I'm going to go into the mode of if you feel like harming yourself, please, for God's sakes, I'm begging you, don't do that. Don't do it, please. Um, reach out. Um, my email is hanksmith904 at gmail.com or leave comments down below. You know what? I don't talk about subscribing a lot. I mean, that would be kind of cool, too. As a matter of fact, I haven't mentioned it one time in eight podcasts. So, you know, in these videos, if you uh, see a subscribe button down there, man, maybe you should like click on that thing and show me some love. Um, also, the, um, the episodes will be um, airing pretty fast. And again, this is a brand new podcast, so I'm going to put out a lot of episodes fast. Um, you know, if you're having trouble in your life and you want some help, like I'm not a savior, I'm not a fucking guru. I'm not anything. Obviously the word fuck comes out a lot. I like that word. It feels good. Um, another word I like to say is, um, cunt, and I don't know why it's such a disrespectful fucking word, but you know, in all actuality, it, it's uh, it it just comes across the tongue like ugh, it's 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 a strong syllable word, but I know the uh, meaning is absolutely practically meaningless, but it's been attached to calling women dirty things, and that's not at all why I like to say the word. It's just a the placement of syllables in a row that come out of the mouth and it hits my uh, intellect in a very strange way. I know I'm fucking weird like that, but I no way, shape or form do I want to disrespect women. I, I love women. Um, yeah. So if you have any harm and you're in any position to hurt yourself or hurt others, like, man, don't do that shit. It ain't cool. Reach out, reach out to us. Let's, uh, let's get together and have a conversation. And also, if you want to be on this podcast and you have a story that you can tell from the gut, uncut, no editing here. It's got to be uncut and straight up fucking honest shit where if you're willing to go to the bottom, I'll go with you and I'll come back with you and we'll bring you back. And chances are you might find a piece of that intellect we've been looking for um, through that. Also, you know, that's part of what we're doing here is trying to help people. Yeah, I mean, that's all. But it's 100%. I don't hope this isn't just fucking entertainment. I, I believe that we have a, a wide 
um, um, spectrum of people that can be helped by this and people that will come here to help you. So if you're one of those people that, uh, that have a, a, a knack or an ability to help people that's, that's in a lot of pain or been through a lot of pain, or you know people like that, like send them our way. Let's, uh, let's get together. But anyway, I just wanted to say um, peace out, people.